Hi, and welcome back to Evergold Coffee. Yes. Do you do, do you see us? Are, are you watching the video? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. If you're watching the video. Probably not. Which you should, sometimes at least. You should, you know, match our face to our voices. Do you want that? I mean. I mean, we're, we're not bad looking, are we? We are. I mean, if you hear the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you hear my voice, I think you're. You imagine, uh, I don't know, <laughs> something yeah. worse, I guess. What? Why? Your voice isn't that bad. Uh, for me, it is. It's sensual you, and you, sexy. You know, it's always like when you hear your own voice, it sounds worse than it actually is. Yeah, but do, do you know singers and people who do a lot of podcasts? Yeah. They actually have to accept who they are, you know, <laughs> Whoa, how, how their voices are. Just accept who I am. It's, yeah. Thank you for the, the wisdom. But um, yeah, if you're watching, we've switched uh, our seating. Yeah, we're now not facing each other, so that's oh. kind of weird. Um, yeah, well, we can still see each other. Yeah, we, we have a screen. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, welcome back to Aircut Coffee. Let, let me move this back, by the way. So. Oh, we can actually see each other's faces. Yeah, so we can look at <laughs> each other through the lens. Well, I can sense that you're laughing without looking, thankfully. <laughs> Is that a laugh? Is that a dying hyena? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but, oh, God. Let, let's let's go back to uh, dying. You mean this episode? Oh yeah, exactly. The episode uh, we're more on thirty-five, and uh, 35. I'm not going to say it. Thirty-five, dude. That's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. Yeah, but uh, we, we are progressing, and then also, you know, I don't know if it's a progress. De- degressing. I don't know. It, it's just. That. It's just flowing, like time is flowing, or any kind of bodily fluid. It's flowing. I don't know if it's a good thing, but at least it's coming out. It's coming out. Of our systems. Okay. You know, the episodes. Yeah, okay. sure. What? <laughs> Maybe we should go back to what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, tell us. Yeah, uh, there was something I had in mind when we first started the whole Aircode Coffee podcast idea. Yeah. And it, it's a vague topic, I guess, but... uh. Uh, I think it, it, the term is something that a lot of other people also used. It, I, I kind of hate the term, but yes, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, it, how do you call it, it? It has a bad rep. What, wait, what? 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 No, no. Oh, what are you talking about? I don't know. No, it's the open curtains culture. Yeah. And uh, oh wait, yeah, I, I had like um, something else in mind. Yeah, yeah. How do you call it? Like it's a flat structure in your company. Oh wait. Yeah. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, you mean there, there's you don't no, have a hierarchy? Yeah, exactly. It's all, you know, everyone's equal. I don't think that's what this No, is. I know. But I, that's something I also wanted to touch maybe in this episode. Ah, uh, oh, but okay. Let's start with your curtains. I mean, there are flowery clo- and... No, they're closed right now. Th- those are not your curtains. What? They're mine. I'm next to them, so they're mine. Whoa. People don't know that. Is that how you own things? Yep. That's how I own things. But uh, open curtains culture, what what did I want to talk about? Uh, mostly about how us developers, mm. you know, our, our work field, the, I don't know how we call us, the, the computer scientists. <laughs> the computer almost. scientists. Yeah, I, I guess. We have a very interesting kind of work field. Yeah, sure. Uh, we mostly do things... You know, when we're developing, when we're coding, we do things on our own. Mm. But whenever we want to invent things and, and do things that... that it, I, I can't really explain that well if I bring it that way. But we have a tendency to share 
more than a lot of other people would do in their work field. I uh, feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are open about some details that other people or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how do you call it? Work or job categories are not that open about. So, yeah. Yeah, like, um, so our our trade as a developer, our trades are, or our skills and stuff like that, mm. we are good at, you know, not only at typing, which we should be good at, but I, I'm not that good at it. <laughs> um, it depends on the keyboard for me, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But like th- those are actual physical skills, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the other hand, we have a lot of um, tools and tooling and technology-based things. Uh, for example, which program programming language you would use, um, and which API you would use, how you would use a tool, um, like a tool chain, mm-hmm. and uh, actually chaining things together. There, there's some kind of insight slash experience involved into uh, developing mm. um, nowadays especially it's not like you learn a language and you're a fucking <laughs> amazing developer that's not how it goes you, you probably want to know how to do things uh, other than just that language you have to understand the whole process of you yeah. know, how to use the tools how to I mean uh, just working in general you, you, you won't survive with only knowledge about your subject, I guess, or your kind of, specialty. Yeah. You you need to know also how everything around it works, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess. But uh, it's it's kind of hard to maintain uh, a very good idea of what what your work field entails. Like the, mm-hmm. the, our our um, landscape, our development landscape is so radically changing all the time that I think you would be. I know it's like a overburden. It's, it's it's so much work and and it's so time consuming to constantly keep up with what's new yeah. and how to implement it. Uh, and we have this culture which I really really appreciate. As a developer, you can kind of rely on the internet to save you to save your ass. I mean, yeah, not not always because not all um, information is you know legit on the internet. Of course, but uh. Yeah, if you if you need something, uh, mm-hmm. you can probably find it on the internet. Yeah, and and not only that, it's like people put in work for you. Yeah, yeah, Pe- for free. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times people are really you know uh, pleasant to talk with, and yeah. uh, they they gladly help you. Yeah, I mean the whole concept of uh, for example, Node Package Manager, mm. and so many packages are free. Just, just for you to use, uh, like MIT license or something. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like there's like a competition or how to call it? Concurrency. I yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the right word is, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it, that, it's like um, there's no competitiveness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no one is like fighting each other over mm-hmm. you know information or uh, knowledge. I mean, as as a company, you kind of want to keep your secrets. Well, it right. It, it, well. It really depends on w- what exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, sure, not everything can be shared, but if in a company mm-hmm. you develop a tool, a lot of times the companies are you know willing to share that and make it open source. So um, yeah, yeah in, in that way, even companies uh, share a lot of information that they don't have to share, um, but they want they want to help improve the whole you know experience for everyone. Yeah, and isn't that kind of unique? To what our, our 
field. Kind of. I mean, I guess. I, I don't know how like bakeries work. <laughs> let, let, let's say there's no bakery that would sell its secret recipe. Well, that's what I what I'm. Right? Cur- I, I don't know. Maybe bakeries tell like, hey, I, I tried this recipe last time and uh, I changed this around mm-hmm. and it worked great. I don't know. Uh, yes, I mean, like you would have that at maybe a workshop or maybe uh, uh, but I mean, a conference, like, <laughs> like, like a bakery, bakery. How do you call it? Like a baker's club when when they bakers. meet. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I mean, do you yeah, go do go to another bakery and then say like, hey, I'm also you know, mm-hmm. I also bake. <laughs> I mean, okay, let let's just agree that in some work fields it's very uncommon slash yeah, it's um. It's kind of not a good idea to sell your secrets or like open up about your secrets. Yeah, to the world. It, it, it's it's not done, and it's also a lot of times uh, forbidden to even share information. Yeah, even if you are the owner of the company, you don't want mm. someone to replicate or copy your work yeah. or your, I don't know, your, your recipe, your formula. Mm. And I feel like that's not a big deal uh, in in our work field. For some reason, we're allowed to reuse and and just reuse a lot of the things that have been done well it, it's not something that has always been like this uh, for since since the beginning i mean mm-hmm. um i mean the whole purpose of the internet was of course to share information and be you know public about it um but before there was like uh, git and svn and stuff like that mm. it, it was a bit more locked down i think than uh, it is right now it's just i think uh, like GitHub, for example, made it so easy to make something open source and um, share yeah. it. That uh, that th- that's one of the big reasons why mm-hmm. it is common now. I think. I, I don't like it's a uh, to me GitHub and all the um, like open source communities that mm-hmm. are live right now are an effect of how the community was in the first place. Mm. Like the only reason GitHub exists is because people were sharing and they didn't have a good spot to share. Okay. Uh, like I remember, like um, Apogee or like its software, they they shared their source code long before GitHub was, like source code of like Quake One, Quake Two. Yeah. And and uh, like modding and stuff. I mean, I'm not saying that it, it was not the case. It's mm-hmm. just I think it was is amplified by yeah, all definitely. those open source uh, like communities. Mm-hmm. That that I think that's fine. I mean, uh, to me, GitHub is less about uh, actually sharing something that's very beneficial, more about having a good portfolio. But that's my use case. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> like sharing what you think uh, will, I don't know. You can brag. You can brag about your GitHub portfolio almost something like that. Well, some people do that, yeah. but I think also a lot of people. Uh, again, I think a lot yeah. of people use it to share yeah. their knowledge with other people. Uh, I mean, on GitHub, you can also discover projects and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And of course, when on Stack Overflow, for example, a lot of people link to like repos mm-hmm. on their GitHub while helping other people. So Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I think it's a mixed bag. Uh, uh, yeah, it can go both ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad stuff like that exists. And um, it's just... I'm really appreciative. Mm. I'm thankful for the community for trusting each other yeah. because it's all based around trust. I feel like mm. if there wasn't enough trust in each other, people wouldn't be openly like there. There are always licenses. You can't just randomly pick code and then 
put it in your project and sell it. Yeah, I mean, you can't just fork it and then yeah, <laughs> that's start, not your, how start your own project and uh, or adjust yeah. it and then sell it or something. But uh, yeah, so th- there are rules and there are like things you have to abide by. Mm. Like, you can't just take indeed in like an open source project on GitHub and resell it as your own. Yeah, Th- that's not how it works. Mm. And um, maybe that happens, but I feel like we're still kind of. I don't know. Developers are ethical. Whoa! Like, is that the reference to another episode? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> are are we ethical devs? But uh, yeah, I think we we have um like if you would ask a developer, a random developer, on average, I think they would be more like grounded into human ethics. <laughs> like they would make decisions. Yeah, based on what they think is ethical. Um, I don't know. That's that's just the... yeah. I mean, I mean, it really <laughs> depends on the person. Yeah, but um, not not every developer is like that. Um, it's true, but I feel like the culture itself breeds yeah ethical I'm, beings. I mean, um, how do you call it? It is easy to be mm. ethical because our whole culture is yeah you know kind of built on that whole idea mm-hmm. well that's a beautiful thing i it mean is, sure yeah we're not competitive and like we, we, we're we here talking about these kind of things we're doing episodes yeah. basically for nothing because we're we're sellouts we're basically Please sponsor us it's free what i mean it's free for them oh yeah but yeah. we do want some sponsors <laughs> we, we we pay a lot of stuff to make this all happen yeah yeah but that's not. We don't want sponsors. Yeah, is of this course. not a sellout moment? No, oh, not, not yet. Oh, we have to wait until we have a sponsor. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know, we we want to we want to help um, people, and um, I don't know. It, it's just yeah. thinking about um, just stuff in general is always nice. Thinking about stuff in general. Yeah. You know, Please be more specific. It, it, no, I like it being broad, you know. It can be just thinking about yeah. developing uh, like a whole culture around web development, uh, t- talking with, with like talking to a, a, a glass slash plastic metal thing and then mm-hmm. uploading it online. Um, it, it kind of uh, inspires other people to, to mm-hmm. you know, think about stuff. Think about development and think about where they are right now. Yeah, uh, we already talked about this a lot of times, but I think a lot of developers are kind of stuck in a in a in a rut. In uh, is that what you call it? In a, a rut. rut? Yeah. rut? Yeah. yeah, sure. In uh, in companies, mm. um, you know, they've been working there for like you know, 15, 10, 15, 20, I don't know, years. Even like two years is enough to get me stuck in a rut. Uh, me too. Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's it's when you're in that place. It's nice to have something to to um, to think about and to you know kind of progress and not um, just ignore and then you know be stay stuck in there. Yeah, um, it, it can get you down really quickly if you do that. So uh-huh. you know, talking about it is um, is a good way. Yeah, and something I just noticed is uh, we are. Maybe this is way too like pseudo psychology scientific, but we are the like we are the strongest developers uh, when we are the most vulnerable. We are the future. 
No, but think about it. Whoa. Because when you're vulnerable, that means as a developer, when are you vulnerable? Mm -hmm. When you openly uh, show off your work, show mm -hmm. off your code, yeah. uh, and ask people to criticize and to actually use, but also uh, complain <laughs> about your code. Yeah. Like when you're when you're putting your source code on GitHub, and you are promising them that this code does something, mm. you kind of you already have uh, not not obligation, but you kind of have a um, an ethical contract to make sure that your code will do what you said, yeah, and will not mess up or will not break the the person's PC or or software. Yeah. It's it's always it's like. Uh, there's no license, so there's also no guarantee because mm. they're not selling it. But you have this ethical feeling like, I don't want people's computers to break. I don't want their uh, hardware to burn up with my source code. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty amazing if you can make that happen, though. But uh, It's really easy. Well, as a, as a web developer. Well, I don't want to, you know, share my secrets. Oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> I no, mean, sure, I'm, animating a lot of SVG stuff. And but it's not only that, I privacy. Know. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. Like as, we have our own concerns as web developers. Mm. But I, I was talking basically about um, something that could go really wrong if people blindly trust each other without there being an ethical ground to yeah. trust each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, it happens a lot still, uh, those kind of, you know, fuck-ups, I guess. Yeah, um, uh, just uh, wait. Yeah, and something I just noticed is uh, we are maybe this is way too like pseudo -psycho psychology scientific, but we are the like we are the strongest developers uh, when we are the most vulnerable. We are the future. No, but think about it. Whoa. Because when you're vulnerable, that means as a developer, when are you vulnerable? Mm -hmm. When you openly. Uh, show off your work, show mm. off your code, yeah. uh, and ask people to criticize and to actually use, but also uh, complain <laughs> about your code. Yeah, like when you're when you're putting your source code on GitHub, and you are promising them that this code does something, mm. you kind of you already have uh, not not obligation, but you kind of have a um, an ethical contract to. <laughs> Make sure that your code will do what you said, yeah, and will not mess up or will not break the the person's PC or or software. Yeah. It's it's always it's like uh, there's no license, so there's also no guarantee because mm. they're not selling it. But you have this ethical feeling like I don't want people's computers to break. I don't want their uh, hardware to burn up with my source code. <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty amazing if you can make that happen, though. But uh... it's really easy. Well, as a as a web developer, well, I don't want to you know share my secrets. Oh. But <laughs> no, I mean, but sure, I'm, animating a lot of SVG stuff. And but then, it's not only that I privacy. Know. Yeah, like, yeah, it's true. Like as we we have our own concerns as web developers. Mm. But I, I was talking basically about um, something that could go really wrong if people blindly trust each other without there being an ethical ground to yeah. trust each other. Uh, yeah, I mean, it happens a lot still, uh, those kind of, you know, fuck-ups, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, just, I, I'm reminded of one, um, like Hertz, the, the, the car company, rental company. Okay. Um, it, it, they had a website built by Accenture or something. It's a, ah, it's, it's a Dutch, right? It's a, yeah, well, it is also Dutch, but it's a really big internet agency. Mm. And, um, well, 
they made a website for 32 million dollars or euros. What? Yeah. And uh, they, they didn't do... What? Yeah, and they didn't do all the things they promised. So the responsiveness, there was only a oh mobile and a desktop, no tablet in between. It was all made with Angular and it were all like security leaks and it was just one horrible mess. I feel sick. 32 million. That's, I'm not, I'm thinking about what you could do with 32 million. Dude, you can make the, the most beautiful website ever. I don't think, like, that's not it. Uh, whatever. Uh, like, it, it makes me sad because that's, that's like a breach of ethics almost. 30, oh, two to two million dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah. And how, how can that even what, happen? What I wanted to say is that this is like a, a great example um, showing that if you don't really care, you, this happens, you know. You, you receive 32 million and you don't do shit. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't, you know, don't have necessarily the knowledge to do something about it, or you know, yeah. notice that something is going wrong. Yeah, as a you, you mean as someone who is hiring you as a developer. Yeah, I mean in this case, Hertz kind of did check after the fact how it was going, mm. um, but the, I think that it already was like live or done, you know, done. <laughs> I don't know how you can call this done, but it was uh, deployed in, yeah. in some form or another, and they they, they quickly shut it down. And yeah. um, I think this also kind of proved that I think what works best a lot of cases is mm. um, getting developers in your company self itself instead of hiring an agency um, or a third person, maybe. Yeah, because what a was, mediator. What was also the problem here? I'm I'm trying to look the up the right article, but uh, what also went wrong is that. They had a product owner, mm. but it was a product owner from Accenture, not from Hertz. Ah, so how? That's not how. No, you need a third party, someone who's objective, like uh, who, who doesn't have a subjective. Well, I mean, it's not opinion. a product from Accenture; it's from Hertz. So how can you own something that you don't have knowledge about, or you know? I mean, that's it, called a project owner, not a product owner. I guess. Right? Yeah. Well, it's just a product manager, I guess. Project? You see, a project or a product? Product. Product manager at the, at the company who's producing the product, that that doesn't make sense, right? Like product owner, I mean. Yeah, product but that owner. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean he he's, he's not going to be the owner, right? They're selling. Yeah, but I mean the yeah. website yeah, to yeah. the so the owners of the, the product. Yeah, the product owner who should, should yeah. be the person who like checks everything yeah. and, and makes sure that it's in line with what they want and what the product is going to be and is right now. The right? product owner should be technically a stakeholder. Uh huh. But so, so five months after that deadline had passed, yeah. uh, Accenture asked for another 10 million on top of that 32 million to finish the project. Because as I just said, they, they hadn't even made a, a tablet version. I, I mean, it's responsive. It's like basic. It's one-on-one. I don't know. <laughs> how do you get so far? I don't know. Or so low. Or I don't understand how to even yeah, I mean, did they interpret just, this. I mean, did they have like meetings every day for like three hours is that how they spend all their time how long did this project take them i don't know let's see it must have been taken them like a year or two so so they hired them in may 2018 so a year and they they paid wait which it hired oh it took two years (laughs) yeah oh 
almost two years. So August 2016. So it's one and a half year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... And they paid $32 million. Uh-huh. Wow. But Accenture, I've I've seen that company around. So they missed the December 2017 deadline. And then they missed the January 2018 deadline. Wow. And then they missed the August 2018 deadline. So <laughs> they, 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 they kept getting more and more Delayed. months and still not Jeez. finishing. Wow. I, I mean, okay, so I would say the responsibility there was... I, like you can of course say it's both their responsibility to make sure that this doesn't happen uh-huh. but there is a sense of like ethical responsibility from the project manager yeah at Accenture mm-hmm. to actually tell people at their the, the clients their clients they should tell them like guys I think there's something like man- managerially <laughs> how do you call this like on manager level yeah that's been going wrong something is going wrong yeah uh and we're not gonna uh, ask for money until we have this fixed because having such delays Mm -hmm. and then like that's a breach of contract in my opinion they should have already quit uh, like accenture uh, i mean hertz should have already told accenture no well what what i already what i saw is that um hertz had like checkups every Mm -hmm. once in a while yeah, but uh, Accenture kind of you know shoved it aside and and did some things to you know make them happy for for the time being. Yeah, so they kind of got tricked into having the you know believing in that yeah. it was going to be fine eventually. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, okay, so, but but thank you for bringing this example up. <laughs> yes, what I'm trying to say is. Uh-huh. Even though this happened, and these things happen all the time, yeah. this is a business-related issue. Yeah, it's not us developers. I'm pretty sure if if uh, Hertz mm. talked to a developer at the Accenture team yeah. who was w- making the website, Th- they they probably would have told them like, guys, I don't think they, this is going to work out. Yeah, this is going the wrong way. So they pro- probably had a project manager who, like at Accenture, who was you know, guys, guys, just just keep pretending and the next meeting we'll just tell them that we need some more time and money well that's the thing it, it can go both ways or it's the project manager or lead developer or there's like a, a developer <laughs> that's just fucking up royally and um you know i mean one developer i mean or, there's or a team multiple, yeah i know but uh, okay to, to me just i don't want yeah. to say this but there are there are really terrible developers i, they, I know they, they exist but uh, okay to me, it's like a bottleneck. Uh-huh. As a team, you can uh, kind of keep track of each other and kind of keep track of the project as a team. Yeah. If one of them is unhappy, they have a right to say something about it. Yeah, but I but, mean, th- 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 there are cases where developers are just in their own like little bubble and they develop. Um, may- sure. maybe, maybe there are multiple developers. I- I- I'm assuming yeah. there are multiple developers. But what if they all just were doing their thing and not really being yeah. monitored or controlled by someone? Yeah, but that's what I mean. It can go wrong. Yes, but then the responsibility lies in the person who is supposed to monitor them. Yeah. And not the developers themselves. Because as a developer... Well, it depends. I mean, if the developers 
you know, we're pulling on some, how do you call it? <laughs> some, <laughs> some pants, some strings. Yeah, how do you call some, it? Some they, they were trying to get attention like, hey, this is going wrong. That that is, sure, then, that it's is. Not, then it's not their problem necessarily, right? They were just trying to make it yeah. work. But if they if had, they were the, quiet, if they had yeah. the opportunity to yeah. to say something about it and we're just well, quiet about sure. it, I don't know. But it, there, there's no developer. I, uh, like, that's what I believe. Like, us developers, we have such a... I know sense of righteousness. I can't imagine a developer not wanting to take his or her right. Well, maybe they were afraid for their jobs or something. Repercussions of yeah. saying this it, is going. It, it happens. I don't know. Sadly, like, it happens. Yeah, but then it still is, in my opinion, responsibility of the company slash project manager because there's a bad culture. Yeah. Breeding and to me, it it all. Well, like there's a bottleneck. But that's, well, that's what I'm saying. There, there's always yes, there is a possibility that yeah. it's the bad culture. But sadly, a lot of developers kind of accept it, mm-hmm. and they just go with it, and you know they, they get stuck in that in that weird place. Yeah, maybe that's a good segue to what you wanted to talk about. Well, not right now, but I can talk about it next episode. Yeah, yeah. Is this enough for today? It's half an hour already. Mm. I, I kind of want to say one more thing. Oh, so, one more thing. You got a new no, iPhone? It, oh. What? what? <laughs> Are you teasing me? No, one more thing. That's like a quote from Steve Jobs. Rest in peace. <laughs> Like you will rest in peace if you continue. Bless, bless you. Uh, you know you're close to me now, so you yeah, have to be careful. Fuck. Yeah, I'm going to like, <laughs> shove a bit to the right. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> what do you um, want? No, I, I was like, since we have a few more minutes, right? Sure. I wanted to say so. Yeah, having a great culture and community of developers is really nice, mm-hmm. but uh, things can go wrong as well. It's this openness that makes us very um, reliant. Vulnerable? 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 Yeah, that's just basically how you speak English. Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Just mumble a bit and then someone could kind of you know, find out what it is. It's, it's, it's good enough. It's good enough. But, I mean, you're vulnerable, yeah. but you're also only... The reason most companies are vulnerable... <laughs> It's because they rely too much on other people's work. Uh-huh. Like, remember that uh, fiasco that happened uh, like a year ago with NPM, where one of the developers of... Oh, um, yeah. Something went wrong. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. One of the developers of, uh, like, what, what? there was a package? What, what did it do? I don't remember, but it was a package that was used by almost everyone. Yeah, it, it's like a basic package, like string concatenation or something, I'm, you know? Yeah. Like something that, that you could whip up yourself, but people just, you know, why would you write your own yeah. five lines of code if you can Yeah, you <laughs> rely can just on... install a package, wow. Yeah, so people were using it as a base for a lot of other packages, so it was a dependency. Yeah, dependencies uh, of dependencies. Yeah, so eventually... Something went wrong with like the licensing, uh, and uh, he got frustrated and mad, and he like pulled all his GitHub and and like his open source repositories from the npm registry. Uh, was that what happened? Kind of, yeah. I thought it was a security thing that he fucked up, and then well, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happens next. Oh, <laughs> so he, he didn't want to work on it anymore because uh-huh. he was frustrated. So he he kind of like gave it up to someone else. Okay. And there's no protocol for that. NPM didn't have one yet. Mm. And since then, <laughs> uh, that guy had full control. 
and he could do whatever he wanted. And he actually basically abused the system to uh, install some kind of security issues. Like he could basically track you or something, something vague. Oh, I thought it was an accident, but okay. No, it wasn't. And that's why it's dangerous because mm. people rely on things they don't even trust. Well, that's they, whole, they shouldn't trust. That's the whole thing with packages, you know, it's just you don't know what you're installing. It's just a lot yeah. of times it's just so easy to to require a package without uh -huh. actually knowing what's in the code that you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like for example, it, it's all based on trust, I guess. I mean, my package lock. Jason, oh, that's a lot. Th that's not a lot. Uh, well, it's it's it's, it's a, a lot, lot, but it's but not. It's, yeah. yeah, I've seen more. So I installed. Uh, let's see. I installed like um, hmm, let's see. Like thirty-four packages uh -huh. uh, that I needed, and some of them are dependencies and like uh, plugins for other packages. But they they all rely on de their own dependencies, and that's that is. <laughs> I don't even know how many there the, there are, but like the file that keeps track of the dependencies of my packages yeah. has eleven thousand lines. It's a JSON file. Wow. And uh, let's say it probably has like around, I don't know, 400 or something dependencies. I don't know what those are. <laughs> and um, that's something that's kind of creepy, but it's also really annoying because yesterday I had a, I had a message. I don't know if you received this, but GitHub, for example, they, are, um, they have some kind of software uh, enabled in their uh, GitHub repositories they actually automatically send out emails whenever you have an issue with your packages. Oh, okay, Here, that's I'll, nice. I'll show you one uh, if I, if my email loads. Um, there we go. But yeah, so I had a lot of packages, uh, like five packages or something. Uh, I mean, uh, repositories. Uh -huh. I had five repositories that used something that had a sub-dependency. Uh -huh. Yeah, so there's a security issue that uh, I got an email about from GitHub, and they actually notified me about one of the sub uh, sub packages mm -hmm. that like sub dependencies of one of my uh, packages that I used, okay. and I didn't know how to fix that. Uh, and and maybe like I, I looked it up, and it was kind of annoying. Maybe we should like discuss that in a two devs episode. Maybe sure, it's like how to fix, how to audit your npm, how to fix stuff. Yeah. Basically, now how to, how to fix your security uh, notifications from npm, uh, and there's like npm audit that can sometimes fix stuff. But uh, I'll go into that maybe at a two devs episode. Okay. But yeah, so if you don't have someone telling you that something's wrong, mm -hmm. you just blindly rely on other people's work. Yeah. And that's something very scary, but that's why I feel like um, you know we should we should just keep security as one of our main priorities as developers. Mm -hmm. um, it's important, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not because we don't trust each other, but sometimes things can go wrong. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say is, uh, well, be, be safe, guys. Yeah, be safe on the web. Um, where, uh, no, <laughs> it's easy, too easy. Oh, too oh. easy, we're not going there. Okay. Uh, should we wrap it up? Yes. Wrap it. Wrap it. Like a like a nice burrito thingy. Mm. Yeah. Wait, I'm hungry now. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Let's uh Thanks, go man. have a sandwich. Yeah. Anyway, um yeah, we'll uh we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Au revoir.